KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're loco, you have a praise report, a prayer request, like to comment on what we're discussing today, we'd love to hear from you. That local number would be 702-650-5588. I say again, if you're local inside the Las Vegas area, like to join in on our discussion today, please dial 702-650-5588. For those of you who are outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. Again, for those outside the Las Vegas area, please dial 800-366-8883. We are also being streamed live over KKVV's website. And hello and God bless. I just wave to you. That web address is www.kkvv.com. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please feel free to go to our website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. Just click on to radio archives and listen to whatever you like. The gospel is always free on our watch. Again, Save the Lost at All Costs' website address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have an Apple device, we are being archived for free on iTunes as well. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, you can listen to KKVV 1060 AM on your cell phone. And I really encourage you to lock in this phone number. The number only works in the United States, but please put it in under your contacts. And that number would be 563-999-3194. I say again, please lock it in. 563-999-3194. So I want to get right into our topic today. And our topic today is, where is the power in rejection? Again, our topic for the day is where is the power in rejection? If you have lived any time in this life, you will have experienced rejection. Someone could have been nice about it, or they could have been very mean and cool about it. And it could keep happening. A lot of times in the people's work environment, they may be in something in sales, if you will. And if you're trying to sell something to someone, 
A lot of times you'll get a lot of rejection. You get a lot of hang-up calls. People don't want to talk to you, don't want to listen to you. Also, there's rejection in relationships where people turn their back on you, where people present themselves one way and they're really another. Uh, We have uh, experienced it in the body of Christ. And our biggest example that we're going to use today is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I always give you a Greek word, so I'm going to give you a Greek word. And if some of you tuned in earlier, you, you saw me actually saying the word because it is a doozy. But I appreciate being a challenge. So let's get to it. The word is out of Strong's and it's number 629. And let me spell it for you first. I'm spelling it a couple of times. It's A-P-O-L-U-T-R-O-S-I-S. Again, it's A-P-O-L-U-T-R-O-S-I-S. And so let me try to pronounce it for you. Apalutroyos. Apalutroyos. So that is how I am pronouncing it. And it means releasing affected by payment of ransom. Redemption. Deliverance. Liberation procured by the payment of a ransom. And you're going to see how that plays in today. So just keep that in your spiritual minds and hearts. And again, we're talking about where is the power in rejection? So we're going to look at Jesus and some areas in Scripture where he experienced rejection. And the first place we're going to go to is the Gospel of John. And we're going to look about chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse 5. Again, we're going to go to the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 5. And I am going to be reading out of the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. Verse 5. For even his brothers did not believe in him. So he was rejected by his own family members. I think a lot of us can identify with that. We have been rejected at some time or another by our own family members. And one thing about a a blood brother or a blood sister, that is probably your closest biological relative that exists. Reason being because if you do share the same mother and father, then you have the DNA of your mother and your father with your sibling. When you are a child, you just have the DNA from your mom and from your dad. Okay, But your parents' DNA comes from their parents, but your siblings... If you have the same mother and father, you have the closest DNA because your parents don't share the same DNA, if you can understand the illustration. So here he is being rejected by his own family members. Now, let's look about being rejected in the community. Uh, And your community could be 
where you live, your neighborhood. It could be, you know, where you worship. It could be some organizations you may belong to. But, you know, it's a community. So let's uh, go to Matthew. And we're going to look at chapter 13. And we're going to look at verses 57 and 58. Again, we're in Matthew chapter 13, looking at verses 57 and 58. Again, I'm coming out of the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this, verse 57. So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Wow. Pivotal. Powerful. And this is our Lord and Savior. Experiencing rejection. So let's keep going. Have you ever been rejected by someone who claims that they love you? Well, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ knows about that as well. So, many people will say that they love you. But understand, love is a demonstrative action. It has to be demonstrated. It just can't be said. There has to be a demonstration. And it's not a one-time demonstration. It is a continuous demonstration. And for it to be unconditional means it doesn't have limits. It's not controlled by your standards because people's standards can change depending on what their motivation is. So let's go to John 13 and we're going to look at verse 21. Okay. And the word of God says this. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Now, we had a two-part series, and we talked about, did Judas take communion? So this should be very familiar to you, because he's speaking to his disciples, and he's telling them that one among them will betray him. And they have walked with him You know, for three years, they have sat under his teaching. They have seen him up close and personal where others haven't. They broke bread together. They prayed together. You know, our Lord and Savior has healed those in their own family. uh, Has, you know, prophesied to them in ways that others could only dream that they could hear the prophecy. You know, they heard it firsthand. And still, one among them would betray them. And they professed their love and dedication to him. So, yes, he has experienced real rejection. Now, let's go to Matthew twenty six thirty eight, And let's look at another form of rejection where it would appear... That he was being rejected by the Father. His Father who is in heaven. Our Father who is in heaven. So it would appear. So let's look at this. And we're going to discuss it. So we're going to go to Matthew 26. And again we're looking at verse 38. 
And the word of God says this. Verse 38. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Wow. Can you imagine? Now, they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus understands is coming to the point in the prophecy where he will be betrayed, he will be seized, there will be an unfair trial, he will be crucified. He knows this. And it's upon him. And what does he say? My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. And he says, stay here and watch with me. Can you imagine the rejection that he was experiencing? Was that, that it was even to death? That has to make you pause and think about what our Savior endured for us. There's no one like him. No one. Now we're going to go to Luke chapter 22 and we're going to look at verse 44. And the word of God says this. Verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Your rejection. Could you just begin to see it and see the Savior of the world praying more earnestly and then the sweat that was generating from the prayer that he was doing. It was so intense that it said great drops of blood started falling down to the ground. Great. They weren't small. The word great is used here to denote size, that it was distinct. Wow. That's amazing. For him to be in that much agony with the rejection that was upon him. Now let's go back to Matthew and let's look at verse 46 and we're going to go to chapter 27. Again, we're going to go to chapter 27 and we're going to look at verse 46. And the word of God says this. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama, Shabbat, Katarani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So forgive my Hebrew. But, excuse me, that's probably Aramaic. Forgive me. Jesus spoke in Aramaic. So that's Aramaic. So forgive my Aramaic. But it's translated to say, 
My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So let's look at this. We see Jesus praying. We see him so sorrowful, even to the point of death, praying with such earnest that it produced great sweat that was manifested in drops of blood. And here we have him on the cross saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? See, we have to understand that Jesus represents the Son and the Son and the Father have never ever been separated. There was nothing that separated them. They were there in the beginning. When we read in Genesis and says, let's make man in our image, that's a part of our, the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And now we have the hypostatic union where it's God in flesh operating in the kingdom, fulfilling the prophecy. So now we have sin that Jesus has taken on for the propitiation, for the full payment. His blood is shed for the full payment of our sins, everyone's sins. And that sin is what separated him from the Father for the first time. And that's why he's crying out, because he's never, ever been separated from the Father. And sin is what separates us from the Father. So he's asking. And that's where it is. And that's why it's so important that we taste the gift of salvation that he has made available to us. So now we see rejection from family members, rejection from community, rejection from those who have loved him, and that sin will separate him as he was doing the work that was prophesied from the Father. He never experienced that. Never, ever. So the question we're still asking is where is the power in rejection? Well, then we're going to have to see where the power is. Because it's here. Make no mistake. It's here. So I want to go back to the book of Exodus. And I want to show you something. And then we're going to really start breaking this down. But I I think I got your attention now. So let's go over to the book of Exodus. And we'll stop in Leviticus and we'll get back to Corinthians. So we got to answer the question now. Where is the power in rejection? So, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 14. And this is the time where Egypt is the location. 
and the people have been in bondage under Pharaoh. And we're going to use rejection here, the concept of it, to draw out some some divine truths here. So stay with me. We're in Exodus chapter 14. So let's look at verse 4. And the word of God says this. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. Look at your rejection. Look at those who rejected you. Look at the situation. Here God is saying that he has hardened Pharaoh's heart. So that they would do what? Pursue his people. And he will gain honor over Pharaoh and over his army and those Egyptians. And that they may know that he is Lord. See, in your state of rejection, you're asking sometimes the wrong question. Instead of asking, why did they do something? Look to God for the answer. So here we see that he hardened Pharaoh's heart for his glory. And then they all would know that he is God and God alone. So let's look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. Okay. There's a second hardening. Okay. But but did you see what happened here? He says, the children of Israel went out with boldness. They were leaving their oppressor. They were leaving that that oppressed them. They were leaving that that held them down. See? Look at rejection. As a test to who God really is in your life. To his might, to his power, to his glory. Look at everything that was stacked against the children of Israel. You have Pharaoh. He wasn't uh, some timey king. He was the king. He was legendary. He had the greatest army. Allegedly, his wealth and his power were vast. He could look in a direction and command people to do his bidding. See, and the people of Israel had been in bondage. They had been slaves. 
They have been oppressed. They have been violated. They have been taken advantage of. Physically, mentally, financially. Not only did the men experience it, the women experienced it, the children experienced it, the animals experienced it. Anything that the children of Israel had and possessed, it was faced with this great oppression. But again, we have to hear God's word in the state of rejection. And they were rejected because they were people who believed in God. And Pharaoh was very jealous of that. He said, the more that I do to them, the less they will love or believe. He wanted them to be totally without hope, without faith, without love in their God. He wanted to produce a suffering on the magnitude that they would want death than to live and honor and worship their God. (coughs) It was a systematic annihilation. Of a human being. Of a people. Of a community. Of a faith. Of a hope. Of a future. But. Keep in mind. It says God. Hardened Pharaoh's heart. It's a test. That's why we have to count it all joy. When we fall into diverse temptation. See. Count it all joy. God is at work here. God is at work in your rejection. He's at work. And there's another word that follows. After the natural rejection. We get into the supernatural redemption. So let's keep going. See. Rejection is that of man. Redemption is that of the Father, divine, eternal. We talked about it. We talked about the releasing that was affected by the payment of a ransom. Oh, our Savior has paid for us. God is working mightily. In these passages. Oh he's a mighty God. Let's look at verses 10 through 13. And the word of God says this. We're in Exodus 14. Verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near. The children of Israel lifted their eyes. And behold the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. 11. Then they said to Moses. Because there Were no graves in Egypt. Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Verse 12. 
Is this not the word that we were told? Excuse me, let me repeat that. Verse 12. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Verse 14, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. See, look at what the Lord is doing for you in rejection. Now, we're going to go to verses 15 through 18. Look at what the Lord says to Moses in verse 15. And the word of God says this, and the Lord says to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. See, as you're experiencing your rejection, remember these words. God has confirmed it. They will be victorious because the victory is already won God is in control of Pharaoh Pharaoh's not in control God is taking it up a notch and taking it up a notch and taking it up a notch so there will be no doubt in your mind for generations to come in the community's mind for generations to come who God was to you and did for you. Stack it harder. Stack it higher. It's going to come. It's going to make you feel like they threw everything at you. But God is in the details. Verse 16, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. 17, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. 18, then the Egyptians shall know. That I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Are there some things chasing after you? Would they be the horsemen? Are there some things that are really gaining traction? And more powerful, would that be the chariot? Well... Guess who's waiting on the horsemen and the chariot? And even those who are cheering them on. Or operating them, perhaps. Is the Lord strong and mighty? 
See, his name is associated with rejection. It's a process. It doesn't define who he is. He's letting you know he's got you. Not only does he have you, he has the situation. And everybody will know. It's the Lord. It's like his plan for salvation. It didn't matter what Adam and Eve had done. There was a plan already in place. For the redemption. See, that's the word that comes after rejection. That's the supernatural word. That's the answer to Rejection is redemption. And let me remind you what the Word of God says about being bought with a price, about the liberation and the procurement by payment of a ransom, about deliverance. Let me remind you what the word of God says. We're going to go over to 1 Corinthians. And we're going to go to chapter 6. This is very exciting and rich and necessary and needed and refreshing. If you would notice in Exodus, the children of Israel were able to walk on dry land. There were two walls of water that protected them. You are protected even in the midst of your rejection. Can you imagine what that wall of water looked like on either side? They were able to walk. They were able to move forward. God told Moses, why do they cry out to me? Move forward. Move forward. That's what you got to do. You got to see God in this. Move forward. Change your position and your rejection till you see him because he's there. Move. Even if you got to crawl, move to a position where you can see him and know that he is operating in your favor. Your God is bigger than anything that has rejected you. So we're going to take a call. And then when we finish with our call, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. And God bless you too, sister. And well, thank happy you. Sunday. Happy well, Sunday, darling. Well, happy Sunday to you too. And God bless you more. And you know I love yes, you, right? Oh, you know I know you do. Amen. So what do you have for me, woman of God? You know, I not too much other than to tell you that I love you, but I will add something. Well, I'm just doing my spiritual thing that I do, you're aware of. Amen. And I was listening to you, sister, and you're so right. 
I'm thinking, you know, today to me seems like the current day Egypt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you, you saw that movie, Get Out, but it seems that this is the time that we need to get out, get out of that old thinking, get out of that the old ways of doing things. Amen. Because this is the modern-day Egypt, and we need to get out, you know, and we need to, to galvanize and do what we need to do so that we won't be caught up. Because we know what happened to Egypt, we know what what his fate, you know, what Pharaoh's fate was. Right. So I was just making the comparison that uh, it seems to me that uh, America and just Western values, the way that the world is thinking in general, is current day Egypt. And I just wanted to add that, and then also tell you, I love you. I love you more, and and I, um, you know, agree with you that we need to always be mindful of who God is and he, and he has a history. He has a track mm-hmm. record and it's always been a W in the column. Mm-hmm. He's never lost a battle, but mm-hmm. will there be some suffering? Yes, but yes. it's producing something yes. in us. It is, mm-hmm. it's not just to be suffering, to be suffering. There's a product that's going to be produced because see mm-hmm. through, through our suffering, we find the power Mm-hmm. which is him, because you have mm-hmm. to have a divine explanation. You Pretty soon you start running out of man explanation. You just can't explain mm-hmm. it. And you say, well, what what is this about? And the thing is that you're being called. You're being mm-hmm. tested. You're being battle-born. You, and that's mm-hmm. it. And so when you say that you know who God is, you're speaking from a personal testimony and not something that happened 20 years ago. You got a right now testimony because you got a right now battle. You got a right now fire. But if he is the one that's taking care of the fire, guess what? You will be preserved because God preserves what he loves. He's only going to burn off what needs to be burned off. In this particular case, it's not necessary. And what is harming you and what is keeping you from being pure? Amen. And you know, as as you and I have always said to one another, there is value in that. Uh, what is it? There's value in yeah. that value. Oh, for sure. Because you, you know, that's our match together. There's, Amen. there's value in the value. Well, I would tell anybody uh, who's on top of the hill to look down in the valley because whatever's mm-hmm. on top rolls down. So I get oh. the water. I get the mm-hmm. nutrients. It's probably mm-hmm. the most fertile part. Mm-hmm. And it's the part that keeps me humble. So I I love my valley experiences because I couldn't appreciate moving to a higher elevation until I spent time in the valley because that's when I got my coordinates. That's when I got it together. That's when I got my mind right. I got my heart right. I got my attitude right. I learned how to lace up my sandals. And I can testify to that because I know you're in and out. Amen. And I learned how to lace up my sandals. I learned how to leave some things and some people behind. Well, I know, my dear sister, when I had a hard time bending over the lace mines, you were there assisting me and vice versa. Amen. So, we lace, so we're sandal laces, right? Amen, definitely. Yeah. And sometimes you got to take them off and sometimes you got to tighten them up. But the thing That's is, right. is to move, is that That's we cannot right. get stuck. And I want people to understand, move forward. We've got you to know, move forward. I, I, don't, adjust. I don't want to use up too much of your time. And I've said this maybe to you before, but I want the listeners to hear because it's a personal um, testimony that you and I have shared. And it was at a deep, dark period. 
Um, yes, we know I buried my daughter, and that took me out. But when my mother passed, and I remember you said to me, as a big sister would, you said you saw me getting stuck. You saw me lost, and you called me, and you said, I miss my sister. I miss my friend. And it, it just hit me, like, I, I, I was missing. I was missing. And I thank you, and I'm so glad that his hand is on you. He's moving you so that what you have done in my life, you're able to do in others. And, and I just love you. I just love you. And I, I, let me get off the phone so that others can get some of this uh, gift that you're uh, giving out. And maybe someone else wants to call in and to let you know just how wonderful uh, the word is and how sweet it is coming from your lips. Well, I love you more. You know what my saying is, Jesus and I love you more. Me and mine love you and yours more. Believe it. You know, receive it. And that, sister, and that sister's battle. I said, you mean <laughs> Yeshua? You mean Yeshua? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeshua. Okay, I love you. Love you more. Have a blessed day. All right, I will. You be blessed as well, sis. And the listeners as well. All bless right. You all. We, love, we love them and we love you. Thank you. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, I love her and she knows I do. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians and we're looking at chapter 6, verse 20. And the word of God says this. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Do you hear that? You were bought with a price. Our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. That is the answer to rejection. He bought you with a price. As we looked in Exodus chapter 14 and read a few verses. Oh, it was done. But see, God wanted the people to know. He was in control of Pharaoh's heart. See, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, but God took it to an extra level. See, sometimes God will fortify your enemies. He will take it to an extra level. God will fortify those so-called obstacles in your life to make them seem immovable. But guess what? He's showing you. That he's God and he's God all by himself and that you can do it because he's with you. He didn't come to forsake you. But you got to know, you got to have a testimony, a right now testimony. You got to be able to speak life into people as God has spoke life over your life. See, now is not the time people to be upset about what's going on. The thing is, bring on the rejection because what through the rejection comes the redemption. And see, that's what makes you special because he redeems you. When we look at the book of Hosea and we see that Hosea was a prophet that was told to marry a A harlot, if you will. But see, Gomer wasn't just a harlot. Her mother was one and her father was one of access, okay? So he was a man of ill repute. So you can only produce that of a child if your mother is that way and your father is that way. But God said, go ahead and marry her. And see, he was the only prophet that used marriage 
in the context to teach us who God was with us, that he will perform the marriage even if we were adulterers, even if we were idol worshipers, even if we were fornicators, even if we rejected him, he would not reject us. See, we have to understand before Hosea pretty much told God, you know, do whatever you want to with the house of Israel. If they aren't following you, wipe them out. If they don't love you, wipe them out. If they are not being children of obedience, wipe them out. Oh, but God taught Hosea a very valuable lesson. He gave him a wife. He gave him children. And then God came back to him, said, well, I'm ready to wipe your wife out. I'm ready to wipe out your children. They have a product of what your wife has done to you. And Hosea said, no, God, don't wipe them out. Have mercy on them. Have grace on them. I love them. You can't kill them. You can't wipe them out. Well, God had to get Hosea's heart right if he was going to be his prophet. And then he would have compassion for the people because then he could understand what God was experiencing. And even though the people disappointed God, hurt God, didn't listen to him, it wasn't enough to wipe them out. He still loved them. And see, in the rejection, you got to still love God. You still got to believe in God. You still got to hope for God. You still have to have faith in God. Because he needs your testimony to be able to go out and to get those that are in need of him. It's important that we understand the process. It's necessary, people. It's necessary. We have another caller. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hello, Sister Nina. Hello. Uh, brother, this is Brother Charles. I just want to call and give a shout-out. Hey, thank Brother you. Charles. How are you, man of God? I just want to thank you for being one of the Corinthians, <laughs> because that's, it, it reminds me so much of your your assignment. Uh, what I want to share with you is that, um, you know, living in these last days, you know, I, I, I was just, I was watching something on TV about the poverty down on Skip Row and stuff and all the many houses that God had put up for, well, most people call it the church, but the church lives inside of us. We are the church. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know the congregation could get together and make things right with those that are less unfortunate. It, it hardens my heart to know that that even in the house of the Lord, people are selfish. I understand why, why Christ turned over tables, because it's the very thing that's taking place right now. And, you know, and, and we need to be, it, we need more apostles. You know, and you say, grace, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God always on your behalf. And you know what? That says so much. In spite of our selfish and sinning, he still thank God on our behalf because he sees something else we don't see in ourselves. Amen. But but being on, being on a deaf ear is so many distractions in this world. 
There's so much killing going on. And, you know, and, and the sad thing about it is that Satan has cranked up uh, the Europeans to think that it's okay to slaughter people of color. And, and only, and they, they, they're just ignorant. They don't know no better. They're going, they're just following, they're following people that went before them and thinking it's right. Because as I've seen the other day, they killed a guy in the mall. And then the, the same, then there's a different guy had a machete in a parking lot and they beanbagged him. They did not, they did not use lethal force. They beanbagged him. But they always use lethal force and they don't never want to shoot the wound. They shoot the kill. And the guy said that was rejected from, from, uh, San Francisco footballer, 49 ers when he stood up for what is right. It's the same thing as lynching. You know, killing people now is lynching. And, and you know, and then they're putting all these different drugs in our country to, to distract us, uh, to enable us to be, be the people of God that we're supposed to be. It's just so much going on. And keep praying for us, man. We need your prayer. We need your work. And, and your service, it, believe me, it, it is working and affecting in my life. Amen. Well, I appreciate that, man of God. We we cannot be distracted because, you know, we are living in a time. The thing is, is that we don't have to be like other people. As God's people, we're going to get tough assignments. There's going to be a lot of rejection. But the thing is, know that God has an answer to rejection. It's redemption. And keep, keep working and keep casting your net deeper and wider. I challenge you to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, know Amen. that I love you, man of God, and thanks for calling in. And, 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 and shout out to your pastor and your family. I appreciate that. And we love you. We love you always. All Thank right. God for you, okay? And don't stop what you're doing, please. I appreciate don't, that. Thank you for the encouragement. And I need to support you more. We're we going to work on that. As the, as the okay. Spirit leads you. Amen. Because nothing is free, baby. We need to support you financially because you know what? You're doing great work for the Lord. And, and when it's the truth, you know what? I do not mind giving my ties to the one that's doing the truth. I appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. All right. God love bless. you. God bless Bye-bye. you more. Bye-bye. We're going to Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23. And thank you, uh, man of God, brother Charles. You know I love you. And the word thank of God you. says this. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Don't forget the work that was done on the cross for us. You got to keep going back to that. You got to keep going back to that. Don't forget that. We're going to go to Leviticus chapter 25 and we're going to look at first verse 42. I told you we were going to go to Leviticus and the word of God says this. Again, Leviticus chapter 25, and we're going to verse 42. For they are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt, that they shall not be sold as slaves. See, that's the thing, is that we got to remember that. Don't allow yourself to be caught up in circumstances. You're going to survive. You're going to survive. Stay the course, people. Stay the course. When you exercise, 
That muscle breaking down is the pain that you feel. But that muscle is getting a workout. You got to have a spiritual workout. You can't know how great you are until you've been tested. Don't be upset with the tests. Because God is in the classroom. (laughs) Amen. He is in the classroom. Stay the course, men and women of God. Now, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes, so I need to give you some Romans because we can't get anything <laughs> done without hey, Romans. Hello? Hello, So I want Romans. to share Romans, so we're going to go to chapter 8 in Romans. Chapter 8 in Romans. Right, so we're going to look at chapter 8, and we're going to look at verses 15 through 17, and the Word of God says this. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. See that? You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. Amen. Now let's go down to verse 38 and 39. We're still in Romans 8. And the word of God says this. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's your answer to rejection. It's redemption. Understand the work that was done at the cross for you, and you've already overcome. We're more than conquerors. So where is the power in rejection? The power is in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can't have a testimony without a test. Trust the fire, because God is doing the perfection and the purifying. We love you, and God bless. Save the lost at all costs. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc.
Bank are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.